Hey everyone, welcome to the Voice of Social Sales. I'm your host, Chelsea Pites. Thank you for returning subscriber. I appreciate you. Thank you for your support of the show. And if this is your first time to the Voice of Social Sales, you're in the right place. If you are in real estate and looking for tactical, uncomplicated social media tips that will help you build your brand and make more money loving what you do. Today, I'm going to be talking about Instagram Reels. I've been using it diligently for the last almost six months. And so I have some insights about what has been working for me, what I've learned from it. So I wanna share those here. Now, of course, as soon as I share these, they're probably going to change the algorithm and all the things because it is constantly one thing that's evolving is Reels. It seems like Instagram is changing something on their app or some piece of their app almost every single day. So please know that depending on when you listen to this, things may have evolved and or changed. So we're gonna dive into these strategies. I wanna make sure too that we are connected on the gram. You can find me by searching for my name, chelsea.pites, it's P-E-I-T-Z. And we can be connected there. You can send me a direct message anytime. Let me know you came from the show. If you have any questions about Reels or Instagram in general, I have a ton of free trainings on my IGTV channel there as well. Okay, so Instagram Reels. I've talked about this in previous podcasts. I just wanna kind of give you a quick little rundown of why Reels is such a big deal. Um, First of all, I, I just recently saw an article that stated that Reels are now also going to be tested out on Facebook, which means even more potential reach than you already have access to with this particular type of format. So let's talk about reach and visibility, basically how many ways eyeballs can get onto your reels. Normally when we think about making a post on Instagram, maybe it's a feed post, whether it's a a swipeable carousel post or an image post or a short video, typically it's going to go to the main home feed that we all know and love. We open up and scroll through. Now, when you are scrolling through that home feed, remember you're only seeing people that you're following. If you want to find content from people that you're not following, that's where you would go to the explore tab, which is that little magnifying glass at the bottom of the app. And that's going to take you into content typically from people that you're not already following. Occasionally there will be content from people you're following, uh, people that maybe you have searched in the past and content that is related to your interests and, and what you have told Instagram you want to see basically through your likes, comments, engagement, and views. Everybody's explore page is going to be totally unique and totally different based on what your algorithm has determined you like. So when this home feed, when your post goes to the home feed, that's that's pretty much what you're going to be found by. Now, when you're using hashtags and you're using all 30 of those hashtags and they're well-researched and relevant, you are helping Instagram understand how to sort and serve your content. And then it can show up in hashtag searches, content-related searches from keywords in your captions, et cetera. So if you have a post about Thanksgiving, even if you're not using the Thanksgiving hashtags in your post, the algorithm will be able to detect that it has something to do with Thanksgiving and it will show up in content related to that. So that is a good thing. But generally speaking, you're going to be seen by people that already follow you with those posts in the feed. When you're posting in stories, it even goes more towards, yes, the only people that are gonna be seeing it are primarily the people that follow you. So you have less of a chance with stories 
to connect with a new potential audience. Now, if you use a hashtag or a location tag within your story, is this going to help it be more visible to potential new followers? Yes. Is it a really incredibly uh, effective strategy? Some say yes, some say no. I really say no, uh, you know, because it depends on what hashtag you're using and location tag. Uh, you know, if you're a small business where people are actually going to be purchasing something like a restaurant or a boutique, I think it makes much more sense than if you're in a service-based industry. But it's still primarily going to be people that already follow you. So when we talk about growth, Reels truly, in my opinion, is the number one growth strategy for Instagram in 2021. And it's mainly because they're promoting this Reel in so many places. So let's let's break this down because there's a lot of places. I think I counted six total. So the first thing is, yes, they're going to post it in the main home feed. Okay, we got that. They're also going to post it to the explore feed. So that's number two. They're then going to post it to the dedicated reels feed. So yeah, there is an entire feed with just reels. The explore feed is a mixture of posts, IGTVs, and reels. It's kind of everything mixed in. Reels is just reels. So that's the third place. Then it's going to be featured on the song page. If you're using a soundtrack, uh, let's say you're using a really popular song in your reel. Well, anyone who's using that song will be featured on that song's page. If you're using hashtags, if you're using filters, those are all going to have their own pages as well. So other people who are thinking about, say, using that song, they could look at that page and they might find your content. That's another place that's going to be featured. Then they're going to post it on your dedicated reels tab on your profile and also your content grid where your normal posts show up in those squares on your profile. So now granted, those aren't really gonna get out to more potential new followers, but if somebody is seeing your reel and they come to your profile, they're going to be able to see it there. And then last but not least, you can then share it to your own story. So there's a lot of ways to get views and reach and virality. And these reels are pretty darn easy to share. You just hit that little paper airplane icon on someone's reel and you can share it, you can save it. And that's what helps in this sort of viral reach are people sharing it to friends in direct message or sharing it to their story. And all of those views from those stories count. So let's say, for example, a larger account shared one of my reels to their story. They may have a really large audience base. Maybe they have several hundred thousand followers. Well, let's say that one story got 10,000 views. Well, that reel in that story gets those 10,000 views, which is pretty darn cool. So Instagram is really, really trying to drive massive adoption and awareness of this particular format by posting it to all of these places. And I don't personally know of a, of a format of content that they have done this for automatically before. So here's the key though to getting max reach. A lot of people ask me, should I be selecting the reels option or the stories option when I'm on that posting screen? So the screen where you're going to select your cover photo and put your caption in and your hashtags and all that, you have two options, reels or stories. For maximum reach, you wanna select reels and that's the default. 
So you actually physically have to tap stories to go to the other option. You want to select, just leave it the default reels because that's going to post to all the places. Then what I do is after I've posted my reel to all those feeds in my content grid, I'll go to my content grid and I will share that reel into my story for extra views. So now that we've talked a little bit about the rundown, if you will, (laughs) on Reels and why this is becoming such an important thing, I wanna talk a little bit about the psychology of how it's affecting content and content consumption and branding and all of that. So obviously we know that this is basically TikTok within Instagram and a lot of people in the early days of TikTok, and to be very honest, now, still currently with how big TikTok is and what an influential uh, content creation platform it's become still say to me, Oh, that's great. But (laughs) I mean, my clients aren't on TikTok. I'm not going to dance. I'm not going to do any of these silly things, but I want to impress upon you the, the psychological impact, the behavioral impact of something like a TikTok or something like a Snapchat. A lot of people told me years ago that I would never make a brand on Snapchat, that I would never find professionals uh, in my age range, that I would never uh, you know, have content that could grow a brand. And that absolutely wasn't true for me. Was it, was it a lot of focus and effort? It sure was, but anything you focus on expands. So I don't really buy into the idea that you can't be successful on a platform because you know, you can really be successful on any platform you want to be on. Now, the other piece of this is we have to look at trends and how trends impact other things around us. So if you never got on Instagram and you never posted and you never consumed any content, fine, totally okay. But here's what happens. TikTok starts to become normal, just like Uber. So think about Uber. Think about how Uber was really strange at the beginning when people were like, "Uh, yeah, you're going to call a perfect stranger, give them your home address and get into a car with them. I admit I was like, nope, not going to happen. And now Uber is so commonplace. They even have Uber Eats and, and Postmates that you're telling people where you live all the time. Now, granted, they have security features, et cetera, but it became normalized and then everything else became Uberfied. And the same thing is happening with TikTok. That's what happened with Snapchat. They had stories. Well, guess who started using stories? Instagram and then Facebook and then YouTube and then LinkedIn and then Twitter. And now stories is the norm. So guess what happens with TikTok? Everybody else becomes TikTok. Instagram Reels happens. Then Facebook has it. And we start to get used to short form micro video content with you in it that probably has some kind of music on the background. That's going to become normal on all the platforms. So what we need to pay attention to is the behavior changes because when behavior changes, we have new expectations and we start to expect to see people and their brand in this content. And I personally would rather watch 10 10 second videos than one 10 minute video. And it's unfortunately a product of these um, apps shaping our attention span to be less than seven seconds. So regardless if you're ever going to buy into TikTok, It's still important to see how these things impact the platforms that you actually are on and that your potential customers are going to be consuming. Now I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about the differences between the three major video components of Instagram. They actually have five. They have Instagram Live, Instagram Stories, uh, short video posts in the feed, 
uh, IGTV, and now Reels. So I want to talk a little bit about the the three main ones that I think a lot of people are are using and have questions about and how they compare to each other. So we've got basically micro content now and macro content. Yes, I think we need both because some people who really want to deep dive on your content, especially if it's educational uh, focused content, they're going to want to potentially, you know, binge watch those longer form videos. And it really does help build your brand credibility and authority. You can also monetize those longer videos and create custom audiences from those people who have viewed your videos as well. Now on the flip side, we want micro content because we don't have any attention spans and we want to consume really quickly and tap through. So you've got micro content on one side, macro content on the other. The micro content, we have two categories currently in Instagram. You have Instagram stories. Those are basically for your current followers, for you to have a relationship, for you to connect and create a community. It's behind the scenes. It's meant to be very quick and easy content creation. I know if you're not familiar with stories, you may not really feel it's quick and easy because it's something new. But it really is meant to be more unedited, more behind the scenes, more uh, you talking to your community. And I personally think it's the fastest, easiest way to make content. I wish everything was as fast as easy because it takes me a long time to make a post in the feed with the caption and the hashtags and all the things. The other thing about stories is that it's going to disappear unless you save them, of course, as highlights on your profile, which I definitely recommend that you're doing. Um, they're going to just disappear. So there is a tension because people want to tune in and see what you're doing and they know that it's going to disappear. So it's supposed to be ephemeral, it's supposed to be easy content creation behind the scenes, unedited. Now we also have the introduction of Instagram Reels. And Instagram Reels is video only, no photos. It's very short. It's 30 seconds or less. I think they're going to go up to a minute at some point. And this is going to be permanent content, but it's going to be much more edited, in my opinion. It's going to probably have some kind of um, sound or soundtrack to it. It likely has some kind of editing feature with text. Maybe it's a fast forward. Maybe it's, you know, a filter. And, and because of that, it's not, in my opinion, as fast and easy to make as a story, especially if you're making more sort of entertaining focused reels and less educational. Um, I also find that it's much more edited in the sense of multiple frames making up one video instead of a story. I might just be looking at my camera and talking and that's one frame. Whereas to keep sort of that visual interest, we have a lot of movement and edits happening in the reels format. Now, what is very cool about reels is number one, it's going to go to all those places. But number two, it's going to become basically a website, a dedicated tab on your profile. When you go to your profile, if you start making reels, you're going to see a little reels icon tab pop up and that's going to be your content library. It's basically going to be your reels channel that will live there forever and people can deep dive and consume all of your reels if they want to. So that is a really cool feature. And when Instagram gives you the ability to put a web page on your website, I say do it. So now then we have on the other end of the spectrum, macro content, which is IGTV, basically YouTube inside of Instagram. It hasn't really taken off like they wanted it to. So because of that, they're really trying to promote the people that are using it. Uh, it's a bit clunky as far as, um, you know, it has a separate app and all of that. But beyond that, it, it really is, I think, you know, like a YouTube channel on Instagram. And Instagram really is trying to drive up those 
video views and video content library on its platform, you do get that dedicated tab as well. So now you could have up to two web pages on that website. And remember anyone who's watching your reels or your IGTV, you can create a custom audience where you retarget any of those viewers. So if people have consumed a lot of my videos and I send them an ad with like a value offer, they're going to recognize that brand because they've consumed my videos. So the potential of them becoming an actual like hot lead or someone who's going to take action is much higher. Okay, so let's talk about what I have learned over the last few months. So I believe Reels came out in August. It's currently the first week of February, so let's call it six months. Now, when Reels first came out, <laughs> I just feel like no matter what you put up there, it got you know at least hundreds of views, if not thousands. And I have had a couple of Reels reach pretty large numbers. One was um, over 500,000 or about 500,000. The other one was almost 400,000. And what I noticed with those two, uh, one of them, actually both of them did not have music, which is interesting because generally speaking, that's what kind of helps boost it in the algorithm and the trends. Both of them were humorous videos and both of them, one of them was a trend that had been happening in TikTok, like tell me you're something without telling me you're something. And that video actually got shared by a larger account. It was shared to the story. And I believe that's why it started kind of taking off and getting more views. A lot of people uh, commented, but I really don't think that comments and likes are what's driving the virality and reach. It seems like shares and tagging people in the comments, and then of course, replay views. So uh, plays, replays, comments, tagging, and shares. So I think the highest one is, is the share, because if people are sharing it, it's telling the algorithm that other people might wanna see it. I am noticing as well that shorter is better. <laughs> However, I think that one that I had uh, that, that got the really large number was about 20 seconds, so it was longer than 15. The other one I think was right at 15. So it's not to say that you can't have a super successful video that's 30 full seconds or that doesn't have music, you can. It's just probably more likely to ride the wave or to get um, a little bit of reach faster if you do sort of jump on trending sounds, et cetera. I do find generally shorter is better, 15 seconds. I try not to go over the 15 seconds as much as I possibly can. I also think that having one continuous video can be depending on what you're doing in the video. If it's just you talking to the video, maybe giving a tip, I think that those edits and jump cuts, like I kind of try to keep everything like one second and then cut to another frame. That's why I like the editing feature so much because you can do that. I also use an app called Video Shop. I shoot typically all of my reels in clips and I, as far as like little tiny uh, videos, I should say, that's not an app. <laughs> so I'm using my Instagram stories camera because I'm very comfortable in the stories camera. I am recording little video snippets and then I'm saving them to my camera roll and then I'll open up reels and I will load up my stories there and do any editing or if I need to do some more editing, I will put it into video shop, edit it there and then upload the one edited video um, with all the different cuts in it into reels. Now I don't want you to think that you have to do that in order 
to get reach. I just happen to be very comfortable in that particular platform with editing. And it's just faster for me to do it there because Reels still is a little wonky for me. Anyway, I find that shorter is better. The algorithm is looking for shares, completion and replays, and also tags. So if you can encourage people to share it or encourage people to tag a friend, so you've seen that tag a friend who can relate or something along those lines. Also, we talked about sharing to the feeds and explore for the most reach. That's the reels option. I find that when you share to stories, number one, it doesn't go to your reels tab. And two, it really only gets to that story, which is your follower base. And it gets those views there, but it doesn't have the potential to go viral. Uh, also text is a really big component of the reels and I've tried reels with no text. I've tried reels with an intro card text and I've tried, uh, reels with text all the way through. I will say that when I kind of, uh, caption it or, uh, put subtitles, across the whole thing, I would say that performs, unless I'm doing something that's more of like a funny meme where you can get what it is that you're saying with like a few seconds of that text on the screen. But generally speaking, text is helpful, especially when people are scrolling through and reading very quickly. What the topic might be just gives it a little bit of context. Just remember when you're doing that text, keep it in the imaginary center box, not too close to the left and right hand side of the screen, not too high, not too low, kind of right where the middle would be there. Um, and I also have found, and I don't know if this is just for me or if other people are experiencing this, but you can upload a cover photo. You can either scroll through the video and grab a screen grab from one of the frames of your video, which generally I do, but occasionally I might want to put a cover photo on because either there isn't a screen grab that I like, or if some people are uh, focused on having a certain aesthetic, like a pattern or something of that kind for their feed, they might wanna have an actual cover photo. I personally find that the ones with cover photos don't get as much reach and views. I'm not exactly sure if it's just coincidental or if there's something to that, but I typically always select a cover from the actual video versus I'm talking about uploading one, like say you made it in Canva. So the ones I've made in Canva and I've uploaded, those ones don't outperform me just selecting a frame from the video. So I don't know if there's anything to that or not, or if it's just coincidental for me. Um, I wish that they would change the music library so I can actually save songs from the library itself. At this point, I have to actually save reels or I have to be watching reels and hear a song and save it from there, but I can't go to the music library and just go through and tag songs I wanna save or add to a favorites list. Big bummer. I'm sure they're gonna change that at some point. Um, but I definitely would encourage you to try picking music from the trending section because generally speaking, it seems like those might get a little bit more reach if you're using a trending song. So that could help as well. Another tip I've noticed is that if you film something and really it kind of could be anything, um, it's, it's amazing what filming something at 2x speed and adding music to it, it could be the most boring thing that you're actually doing, but there's something magical about adding the right song in 2x speed. So if nothing else, maybe even just try that speed trick and then try to find music that goes with it. You'd be amazed at how much better the video is, <laughs> a little bit faster and with some music. Um, also a lot of people talk about batch creating content. I personally cannot do that 
with reels, especially more entertaining reels, my educational reels don't perform as well as my entertaining. And I think that that says a lot about the kind of content that people want to see in this format. Typically entertaining, humorous, relatable things generally tend to overperform. And so I know that when I'm doing my tips, typically I'm not going to get as much engagement unless it's just like something that's like a magic wow pro tip hack, something like that. Um, But I could batch those, but I can't really personally batch the entertaining ones. They just hit me. And so if you can do that, I would highly recommend it, but it's okay if you can't because I'm one of those people and I'm okay with it just hitting me in the moment. Um, and then I've also noticed, and again, I don't know if this is just for my account, if it's coincidental, but I have noticed that when I let a reel that seems to be performing go, I could let it go for a week, sometimes two weeks. And then if I post something else, I notice a decline. And I've even noticed that just it just stopped dead when I posted one um, after one that I had performed really well. I'm not quite sure what to say. I know that you've been hearing all over the place that you have to post three to seven times a week. That's what Reels wants. Well, if you can do that, great. I personally cannot. um, And I just don't know if it would work. I know in the beginning when I started using Reels, it seemed like the more I posted, the more that they all sort of rode the wave. But currently, it seems like when I do have one that's performing pretty well and I post another one, it slows it down. So I don't really know. I'd be curious to hear what's happening for you as well. And then for content ideas, I really would lean on everyday things that are relatable. Think about funny jokes or funny memes that you save or share in Instagram. And and can you somehow make that into a video? Um, you know, for example, one of the reels that I did was uh, something where instead of you know, text me instead of leaving a voicemail. And I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to. So I kind of had the idea and then I just like let it percolate for a little bit and then came up with an idea. So that's kind of, you know, we want to be, I want to be positive. I want to be, um, you know, happy and positive and funny and relatable. And I do a lot of parenting types of content as well. Um, over 40 content, that sort of thing. So you could do quick tips. Uh, you could do, um, you know, trends on TikTok, you could time lapse a project, this, not that. I think the most important thing about TikTok and Instagram is really spending a lot of time consuming content first to see what's happening and you'll start to see trends. And then you'll start making a few reels and then you'll get better at making reels after that. And then you'll start thinking in a different way because you're gonna be inspired. And so it will have this sort of natural progression, but you do have to force yourself to do a few to get the ball rolling. And I also would recommend that if you see a trend, think about how you can make it unique to you. So for example, that one where I said, tell me your your blank without telling me your blank. I don't remember what the original one was. My version was, tell me you're over 40 without telling me you're over 40. And I even saw a friend of mine saying, um, tell me you're a newscaster without telling me you're a newscaster. So you make it your own 
twist, if that makes sense. So I'm hoping that these tips will help you um, get your arms around reels. Just get out there and make them. Get out there and try them. You know that if you don't make those first three, you're not going to make the next three. So I definitely encourage you to go out there and make them. Connect with me if you're listening to this right now. I'm always happy to support reels, give it some love, and you know, drop a comment to get it going. I'd love to connect with you on the gram. And if you have any questions about the gram or reels, please send me a DM at any time. You can find me at chelsea.pites. That's P-E-I-T-Z. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.